All right, and we are back on another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan, and I am joined by my lovely wife and co-host, Mia Fagan. And joining us today is a special guest. His name is Darian, but you probably all, or you know, anyone listening to this podcast probably knows him better as the Pettiest Lakers fan, a.k.a. at the Pettiest LA. How's it going? <laughs> what up, what up, yo? I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing good, and I'm excited to talk about the movie. Yeah, no, and the movie that we are going to be watching, Darian has brought us a very special movie today, and it's a movie that is special to his heart, and it's special to my heart. It's not and special to my heart. I was going to say, it's probably go- <laughs> soon going to be one of Mia's least favorite movies that she's ever watched, and that is The Waterboy, uh, the, I think, like, 1980s, 1990s Adam Sandler movie about a college football superstar prospect. But I guess we'll start the way that we start all of our episodes. And, you know, I know why I have fond movie, memories of this movie. But, Darian, when did you first watch this movie? And why did you? Why do you remember, like, what do you remember liking about it? Okay, so I remember watching this movie. I want... I can't really tell you the age range. I know it was young enough where my humor was very rudimentary. <laughs> but As opposed to, to now, you're just extremely, oh. you know, just only high, the highest brow entertainment <laughs> criterion collection or nothing. Yeah. Like my humor is extremely dry and <laughs> I only watch I only watch SNL weekend update till I <laughs> That's peak comedy right there. Yeah. No, no, but I, my fond memories of this, um, as I kind of mentioned to you guys off off air that this was this movie is important to me because my dad is from louisiana he's from new orleans so a lot of like the you know the little small things that you pick up where they're like you know eating crocodile and things like that in the movie it's just like those little things just always stood out to me and the way that they made them like very like you know use them as props in the humor but like you know in adam sandler ways i just thought yeah i think it was lovingly so too i mean we'll have to watch the movie but you know as a kid i don't remember thinking it was like some like offensive caricature i think it was you know it was a joke but i guess we'll see how it holds up (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's Uh, the theme when you watch old movies is that you think you're like oh this i think that'll be fine and then you watch it like oh this movie's canceled yeah you just you just described the exact premise of this podcast i think better than either of us ever have (laughs) in the entire history of it is you know you know nostalgia it's a, it's kind of a trip sometimes you yeah. remember things as like oh this was a great movie and then it's like oh my god why did my parents let me watch this yeah you're gonna have to change your name to be kind and ruin my childhood <laughs> <laughs> well let's hopefully we won't ruin your childhood with this one but do you know so do you did you ever watch it in, in theaters or was you, the first time you watched it like on dvd or v, i don't know how old you are so i'm not gonna gauge that but <laughs> yeah i i'm 30 uh, okay. and i do remember watching it in theaters not that not so much is like my memory doesn't come so much from watching it in theaters because I know I did watch it in theaters but for me it was me and my dad watching it like we watch it annually it was like that and Happy Gilmore Mm -hmm. we would watch it at least one time per year and that would be like a a, 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 like a moment that we'd share together and kind of laugh at the movie you know well, it's funny that you mentioned Happy Gilmore because that movie has become a bit of a running bit on this podcast because we actually, we promised the people that we were going to do that movie. We then recorded an intro, we watched it, we recorded the second half of a podcast, and it was so bad that we could not release it to the public. It's just a lost episode now because Mia hated that movie so much I'm and sorry. had nothing coherent to say other than just... I didn't, yeah, I didn't like it. To no, every point one, I brought up, yeah, I just didn't like it. No, the one thing I didn't like was the voice that Adam Sandler did 
the entire movie, and Harrison has told me- No, 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 that's Hubie Halloween that he does the voice. Happy Gilmore, he doesn't do a voice. I feel like he does a voice. I don't know. He mostly just talks like himself in Happy Gilmore, right? I think so, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't Except think, when I mean, he does, when he, he does his angry voice that he does yeah. in every movie, but yeah, like, does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's Hubie Halloween where he does this, his voice the entire movie. And yeah. I, does he do the voice the entire, this movie? Yeah, I mean, this, it's honestly uncanny how similar the accents are. Yeah. Have you seen I, Hubie Halloween? Yeah, maybe not in like years. Yeah. I can tell you about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's a similar accent for this. So, I mean, Mia, it's a, it's a sports movie. Oh. It's a sports comedy about football uh-huh. featuring Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. So it's basically like the longest yard, but he does the Hubie Halloween accent. How excited are you to watch <laughs> this movie? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But what do, you, what do you remember about this movie? I just remember the football scenes being very funny and, like, the fish-out-of-water aspect of him being this kind of, like, uh, this guy that had never really gone to school or whatever and probably has a learning disability based on the movie. Like, uh, yeah. like just, uh, <laughs> like, did not... And then just, like, showing up in college, the fish-out-of-water aspect of it, and, yeah. Do you yeah. Remember- watching it in and the physical comedy of it like all adam sandler movies you know mm-hmm. people get hit in the balls you know people get tackled they get hurt <laughs> and like they they sustain injuries that would probably kill them in real life but don't in in you know the <laughs> confines of these movies Ooh, okay well do you guys think it's still gonna hold up or <laughs> i do um, honestly yeah I, I think it will i think so I, adam honestly- sandler physical comedy is timeless so I, I think the thing about Adam Sandler, it's one of those things where his humor, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. So, I mean, to me, I think this is one of his better ones. I think you'll like it more than you like some of his other ones because the the setting is great. And by the way, small note that a lot of people don't know that Waterboy is based off one of his uh, skit characters in SNL when he was on SNL called Little Canteen Boy. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a Boy Scout, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that. I did not know that. Yeah, Canteen Boy. Oh, okay. And, like, there's a skit where, like, Alec Baldwin is the older scouts person. And, yeah, hold up. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, on that extremely dark note, we are going to go... <laughs> we are going to go watch The Water Boy, and we will be right back. All right, and we are back... We just watched The Water Boy, and Mia is going to, because she has never seen the movie before, is going to try and summarize this movie in 60 seconds. Or do you think you're going to make it this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so it starts with The Water Boy. He's a water boy <laughs> at a, on a football team, and he gets fired, and he goes back, and he is a 30-year-old man living with his mom in the bayou, and then a uh, then somehow he gets a job at a different uh a different football team as the water boy. And then secretly he actually has very good football skills. And so the coach puts him on the team and he can only do his football skills. If he sees something that makes him really mad and triggers him. So he does that. And then he takes the team that is like a, un, the underdogs, basically the Lakers um, to the top. And his mom doesn't know that he is uh playing football and because she's super religious and everything is the devil and then she finds out um that he's playing football and she's like okay i'll let you play football and he's like okay i'll go play football and then they won the bourbon bowl and then he gets the girl at the end then he gets to have sex okay i mean you made it in 48 (laughs) seconds that was pretty good did i hit everything that was probably about as long as bobby lasted the first time (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah 
that was super weird too. She's like, "You go have fun becoming a man, Bobby." I was like, uh. "You're like, oh yeah." I was thinking, I was like, "Oh man, when did, how old were you guys when you watched this movie? Did you get that joke at all?" Or? Oh well, that, uh, the first time I saw it, a hundred percent not. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, me "Yeah, I." Uh, You're gonna have a good time. I was probably love. like eight the first time I saw parts of this movie at a friend's house. I did not get this. Yeah, I did not get that. So, as someone who's never seen it and who completely hates Adam Sandler movies, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. Yes! I knew it! I, knew, I wasn't going to say You're only saying that because he's no, 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 here. No, no, if it was no, just I, us, I thought you'd be was... sitting here and you're like, that movie was stupid, no, 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 there no, were no. fart jokes. No, no, no. The, yes, there were some parts where I was like, okay, that was a little too much slapstick. But I think the difference between this movie and Happy Gilmore is that Bobby Boucher was an actual likable character and he was lovable, and, you know, you kind of see a progressing story with him, and the coach, too. The coach gets a little progressive story, and I think everything kind of ends up really nice. With Happy Gilmore, like, no one really learns anything. He's just an angry golf player. No, but he learns to chill out at times, and that you can relax. Mm. You gotta go to your happy place. Mm. Okay, sure, but, like, I I feel like this movie was kind of a little Like, this movie, the the water boy in 20 years was gonna have a gigantic rage problem, because he can't, you know, he can't (laughs) play sports without pretending that, like, he's just gonna keep escalating and keep pretending that, like, there are worse and worse people in front of him until he can't play anymore, because he can't imagine someone worse. Okay, so are you saying that you didn't like the movie? Well, no. Well, now you're comparing it to like Happy Gilmore, and you're no. making me. <laughs> so I, when I was watching this, I really thought I was like, you know what? Because I never looked at it from like, uh, like you know, trying to be a critic of the movie, mm-hmm. but I wanted okay. to be impartial. So you when I was watching them over here, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was trying to be impartial, you know, because like I told, I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of the movie, and I like Adam Sandler. So, but I thought this one was like particularly directed well. I thought it had some really cool shots like of the bayou and stuff. And they didn't do what they do in a lot of movies like this, where they just try and play like really hokey, like music from like, you know, from that type of like area and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like every song has a banjo. banjo. Yeah. yeah. No, they exactly. actually had pretty good, decent music. Like I yeah. was actually really surprised. I honestly, I mean, they had that one, um, Devil Went Down to Georgia. They played that a couple times. But I think that was more of like a motif of like going down to the bayou, I think. I'm going to be real with you. I did not pay attention to the music <laughs> in the movie at all. So this is all news to me. <laughs> oh you guys my could, God. You, you... Both of you could just make up a song and say it was in there. And that like that's just not the thing that I pay attention to during most movies. So I did not notice. No, no. I, me neither. That's what I was saying. I, I, I looked at this movie in a completely different scope, trying to be like, like I said, impartial because I love this movie. And I, I, it hasn't changed. It actually, so, some sort of a bias. but Exactly, exactly. But I looked at it. I actually like kind of, enjoyed it for different reasons because I noticed that there was like um from a writing perspective that there was actually like you said like multiple storylines between like Bobby Boucher's growth coach client and the mom too like the mom the mom mom got to the stadium and she was like oh like this isn't the devil like this is is organized sports (laughs) (laughs) that the NCAA is the devil yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the sequel where she actually takes down the NCAA so the Bobby can get paid (laughs) exactly exactly so I was actually really kind of impressed by that and like um too like also it had a lot of things that they reference in the beginning that had payoff at the end, like the the Eskimo medicine man water and like the visualize and attack. Cause like Bobby Boucher, he told him that to like help him be able to read, like access this like rage or whatever. But like, then he 
in turn gave that back to coach Klein to like be able to like conquer his demons. So it was like on top of it being like a ridiculous comedy, there was actually some like resolution to like people's issues and stuff. So I like, I was like, Oh, you know, I never thought of it that way. I was just like, Oh, like why is Colonel Sanders getting beat up in every scene? (laughs) (laughs) The first time, like that's hilarious. Yeah. There were some parts. I mean, it definitely is an Adam Sandler movie because there's a bunch of slapstick, but I don't know. There's just, I don't know if it's like corny. And he's like one of the greatest slapstick comedians of all time. There should be slapstick. I know. I don't know if it's quarantine that has like, like dampened my sense of humor. But the one thing that like really got me laughing was that one part where um, he was imagining one of the players on his team calling him Needle Dick. And he was just like, <laughs> Needle Dick, Needle Dick. I don't know why. That was so fucking hilarious. No, my favorite, my favorite uh, imagining was when he was talking trash, like he's yelling at the backup quarterback for one of these teams. He had like, it's like basically implied that he had nearly killed their first string quarterback. And he's like yelling at these guys. He's like, don't say that about my mama. And the guy's like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> just in like, like a horror at him which yeah. is like yeah I mean the only correct way to respond to this guy who presumably for the last like half an hour you know of game time has been muttering about things you've said about his mom underneath yeah. his breath as he tries to murder you and then there's a yeah. bunch of like a lot of like visual gags too that was like never explained like when they go to his mom's house she just has a donkey no I don't think it's explained why she has a donkey because it's in the Bible exactly I, I, yeah <laughs> I, I think it's implied that like because she's like that's her only other friend besides Bobby. Like she doesn't have any friends. So it's like she, she tries to play games with the donkey. So. <laughs> yeah. The, the food was hilarious yes, in this movie. Like them, uh, them gri- her grilling, apparently gator infants. Um, <laughs> yes. <you> know, just- <laughs> Because, like, yeah, Bobby, like, invites his girlfriend to I'll, – I'll get to the girlfriend because I actually really like the girlfriend. Um, I, you told me that I was going to like her, and I, I actually did. But, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, can you come to a barbecue? And, I, you know, I was thinking barbecue like me, you know. But, no, it was just full-ass, like, little – Like baby gator <laughs> fetuses or something. like. And she's just, like, munching on it, too. I was, I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what? if that's what they do in Louisiana, but, you know, I'm not going to judge. So. <laughs> and while we're on the subject – Kathy Bates is a national treasure. Like she is so versatile. She's the heart and soul of this movie, she honestly. Like it's so her, hilarious. it's her as Mama Boucher that, like you know, her I, love for her son and coming around. Yeah, it really brings the whole thing home. And I told Harrison, I was like, Kathy Bates is the goat. Like she is really good at everything she does. And he was just like, I don't, I don't know. But then you yeah. watch the movie, and it's like she puts all. Yeah, you act like I hadn't. I've seen this movie before. I know, but I don't know if you've seen other movies with Kathy Bates in it. Like when she is just the office, the I think. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, because yeah. she's there's this movie that she's she does a long time ago that's uh, very scary. What she's doing a misery? completely different role. Yeah, misery, mm-hmm. and she's doing a completely different role. Yeah. Um, there was there was something I wanted to say. Oh, my favorite one of when he was like visualizing was in the final game when he's like. Uh, he he tells them that water sucked Gatorades better. Like, <laughs> that was the funniest one to me because it was like they literally say said in the Gatorade commercials back then, like Gatorade like hydrates you more than stuff in water. So it was like the perfect thing, like really piss him off, you know? Yeah, there's like there's a there's an alternate universe where he's just like tackling his TV when he hears that. Like he just keeps <laughs> going through new ones because he keeps running through them like they're a you know, like they're an offensive tackle. Yeah, and there's also a lot of jokes. I'm not a big football person, but I know you guys are somewhat of football, but you were mm. explaining to me a lot of the football people that were in it. And I think the one thing that, like, now that you explained it to me, it was really funny, was that one football player that was talking to the young kids. 
And he was like, okay, anyways, um, on that note, don't do crack. <laughs> I was like an actual yeah. football player that did drugs. Yeah, yeah he, he, he like actually had drug problems and was like, like a, you know, known as a partier and whatever. So the, the line is funnier when you understand exactly. that he had dealt with that kind of stuff. And he's like, even he sees Bobby and is like, there's something wrong with this guy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I think there's the thing that to kind of go along with what I thought initially, like I think I told you before, I thought you would like the movie because the a lot of the like, like Adam Sandlerisms are a lot more muted. Like even the like the characters that are like ridiculous, like Rob Snyder's, they're very used and like used in the right place. Like Rob yeah. Snyder's yelling when there's like a whole crowd or of like people <laughs> like who are upset. Like he's the first person to start the upright uprising like the guys like the two the two guys that were like good friends who are watching every game who are like really big yeah. fans like the yeah. hillbillies like or the the uh, assistant coach that makes no goddamn sense yeah oh. they never speak a coherent <laughs> line the entire movie was hilarious just, just because they used him just enough that it didn't become overdone yeah. like it was yeah it was perfect i love to all right so the first time that he after they lose that game. I remember they lose the first game because he gets so upset. He throws the ball to the guy and then drop kicks him. And then yeah. they lose. And they, they're like, he's like, will you be my friend? And he's like, no, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> when he goes outside to see Vicky Valancourt and he comes up to him and he, he like mutters, whatever. He's saying you live to fight another day. You understood that? Yes. I, I've seen that after watching the movie so many times because what it is is he's, he, and he's not actually like, doing a dialect but in creole there's people who speak like broken english where it's like french and like uh like slang and stuff mixed in there so it's like yeah. that's who what his character's supposed to be supposed to be yeah he's like a cartoonish version of yeah exactly but yeah. but yeah that was one thing that i that i learned is like after seeing it so many times he's saying you live to fight another day all the other things i can't understand what he's saying that but. is hilarious how many times did you have to like slow it down and like to understand <laughs> what he was saying did you i mean i wonder if we ever put on subtitles if they'll actually that would, yeah i wonder what his subtitles say just like incoherent noises yeah <laughs> it's, no 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 but i think i put him on for it for that exact reason i was like oh let me put subtitles on and it was like cajun ramblings or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you're like yeah that's pretty accurate yeah that's probably the only way to describe what his character was doing or that he secretly has pierced nipples for some reason they just showed that yes. for no reason at all there was a lot of visual gags that were just like unexplained but i think that's what makes it even funnier where they just like they'll like do like a shot to the crowd or something and the crowd's doing like something super weird or like the cheerleaders that whole gag with the cheerleaders yeah they're just like drunk the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, just... the mascot then... passing out from <laughs> yeah. drinking like Jim Beam or something <laughs> through his mask I think and that's then... what makes the movie great is those kind of like visual gags and stuff like that it's just very understated not explained super random it is what it is I think I really like that part of the movie and like too when they were setting the the stage for like how terrible the school was because he goes from like you know like the the division one school where like all his waters like these super yeah. like high tech new what like expensive like machines to keep the water nice and then it goes to like he he like shows them their water and it's like roach infested like <laughs> yeah it's, it's like what it's like standing water that you can tell has been there for like years and his, his only pro his only thing to the coach is like you know his only demand he's like oh you don't have to pay me just promise me you will never let another human being drink that water like, <laughs> yeah and i like how he got the backstory on why he like is so focused on water and it was very subtle too how they weave that in yeah it's but, like his mom just tells him like yeah your dad died of dehydration but like 
He's, got he's like he's like Bruce Wayne if his parents had died of dehydration. He's just <laughs> yeah. like I'm committed to the purest water possible exactly. and keeping people hydrated. <laughs> and, and my last point on serious before I just completely start talking about like ridiculous. Um, I, w- I had took some notes about like Bobby Boucher as a character, and I felt like the thing that made his character, like you were saying, like more endearing, is because like he has like this childlike. Uh, innocence or wonderment about him he's not stupid though and like that's the thing that I feel like a lot of times they miss with those type of characters because like I even like he drops like little gems like that one time when he's talking to like Vicky uh, and she's talking about the fortune teller told her that like oh you will you will deal with a difficult problem day and he he literally says maybe by leaving her particular predictions vague and generalized there's less of a chance that of someone finding out that she's a phony like and like that's just like straight knowledge like yeah. these straight bars on her. she's like she's like uh and she she shakes her head she's like well you're the big college person like yeah whatever <laughs> like that's yeah. just so i i thought that they did a good job in comparison to a lot of his other characters like you said like um i under i love happy gilmore but i understand how his character seemed a little bit less redeemable than like yeah you know, the, yeah, the like he didn't boy. really have a he didn't really have a reason to be like angry all the time. Yeah, he was just kind He's of just, a man child for the sake of being a man child. But in this movie, it was like because his mom was so like his mom sheltered. had basically closed him off from the world. This is basically and treated him like a child his whole life. So of course male, he acts like This a is child. the male version of Carrie, the movie, where the mom mm. is super religious. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, am I wrong though? Yes. I felt like she was just more manipulative. His entire school no, with I mean, telekinetic it's like, powers. It's a nicer, but he still has like secret powers, and his secret powers are a fo- being a, a good football player. Waterboy would have been a lot crazier if he was just like. Remember when he's like, "Hey, you got to defend yourself." I'm not telling you to go shoot up the school. Remember, he literally says that in the movie. He's like, "I'm not telling you to go get a gun or anything. But, like, <laughs> yeah, you got to start defending yourself." And that's he really does help him. Like. It's, it's like the first time ever in his entire life someone's ever given him like some real because like I feel like you realize throughout the movie that the mom's really just manipulating him you know mm-hmm. to like for because she's scared to lose her her son, her son the way that yeah. she lost her husband and yeah. like and she gets kind of redeemed at the end too where she's like you know I should let you go and be your 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 own person and you know you're not gonna leave me I know that you love me and I think that was kind of touching towards the end too where they kind of she like let I guess she let him marry Vicky Valentine. Well, no, they just, they had a, they had Valentine. like a coming together a little bit of yeah. like, they, you know, he learned to understand that his mom just was like that because she cared about him and because she was afraid to lose him. And he learned something about his mom and she learned that like, hey, like, you know, I was worried. I wanted to protect my son. I didn't want to lose him. And, you know, all these people love him too. And, you know, he, I can't hide him away from the world. I think she literally says that at one yeah. point. And, yeah, when she's yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Faking her, faking, faking her, her illness. illness. Yeah, <laughs> which like I guess he just didn't ask the doctors. They're just like, yeah, we don't know. What's yeah, the doctors are like, well, we we looked at her. She seems to be fine, but she's dead. So I guess. Hospital. Yeah, the, the exposition right before that is ridiculous. Like he finishes testing the, and it's like she almost paid the doctor. Like, hey, Bobby, it's your mother, and she's not doing very well. You might <laughs> yeah, want to come and feel guilty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, talking about the Vicky character, I kind of actually really liked her. She seemed like. She seemed very opposite of Bobby, and I think that's what attracted him to her, that he, mm-hmm. she was very different and on her own. She was also kind of like a badass, but, like, she really loved Bobby for who he was, and she never, like, tried to change him at all, and she was very supportive of him, too, and I love that part when he's taking the, the high school exam, and she has the sign that says, do you want me to kill them? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. She's like, all right, all right, I'll, 
I'll just hang out over here. But yeah, it just shows her devotion to her. Why she's attracted to him? See, that I don't get that. But it's a Adam Sandler movie, so every well, it's because well, they're, uh, they're childhood star too. athlete. He's a oh oh yeah, and they're also childhood friends. <laughs> they're childhood friends. Remember, they have the flashback when she's a, when he's a uh, kid, and he's she's like, oh, you know, I was over there by the water with Vicky Valancourt, and she told me this and that. He's like, Vicky Valancourt is the women or girls are the devil. Little girls are the devil, which is I, true. They're pretty I, mean. All right, there's a couple <laughs> things I want to talk about though. Can we talk about what like how? terrible did colonel sanders what did what did kfc do to adam <laughs> to make this because first he gets tackled by adam sandler then he runs into him at the party which is weird to me they win their first game yeah why, why is, is he the, there why is he there and he's well, and the guy. coach is there that was the the whole the whole party scene was very strange I, and he, yeah. the coach was sitting there and they were all gathered around him like he was the popular kid like <laughs> legit and he's like yeah it's i guess it's just that small of a school i mean like, he just, is the font it's the only who people to, hang out to party with, with who doesn't want to hang out with the fonts man yeah that's true yeah um he gets hit in the head with a baseball remember uh when he's when he when um uh, Coach Klein is telling him that, hey, I, I'm the person who, like, let you get... <laughs> yeah, get he's mad at himself rim. and he throws the baseball yeah, through the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he then gets he gets the, hit. Then they win the championship and he's running with everybody. <laughs> and what happens? He gets... <laughs> well, he gets trampled. Like, man. Like, yeah, I, so, so, something happened to Adam Sandler that like made him no that guy that colonel sanders guy is in like a lot of his movies but why did he make him look like colonel sanders and i did that no that's just what the guy looks like are you sure about that really i i I didn't know he was i didn't even know he was in other movies i feel like he's been in other ones i don't know isn't he in the longest yard i don't know i've erased that movie in my mind so um but i i also too he's the political advisor to the warden i think no i think you're just thinking of an old white fat guy no, it was Colonel. Sa- I'm pretty sure he calls him Colonel Sanders in that movie. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't Anyways. matter. <laughs> wow. We'll have to do some research for that. Yeah, we'll have to do even more research for that. Yes. But uh, have you? So you said your your dad. You loved this movie because you watched it with your dad, and you said I, if I remember correctly, your dad's from Louisiana, or yes, my dad's from from New Orleans. Oh, okay, okay. Is this so- an accurate depiction of Louisiana? Have you ever been or? Yes, I've spent a lot of time there. I would say the one part that I feel is like a little bit inaccurate, which there's like way more black people there than there is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one thing is like I, I was I was like saying like they did it wasn't like where it was just like a, a bunch of just like white and Jewish people like you know in some movies back then like that's and I feel like too I want to say like I guess we're not there yet about it holding up but I feel like the um the, the overall they didn't really try and to make it too much of, about Louisiana and I think that's why because like yes there's bayous there like do people do eat crab cakes not made with frog legs on top of them but like people do I was eat gonna frog say. Legs <laughs> but people do eat frog legs like but they do they bake oh, them into I muffins just, yeah see I just assumed that those were frog leg muffins like I yeah, don't I yeah was I, like I guess that's a delicacy I don't know I well mean, no I'm come on <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to judge I mean maybe it's a thing there I don't know no no but like I I think like that's the reason I I think it's cool it's because like they really just they don't really make it too much about that i do love that part though where where he's like first he asks like oh what part of the snake is this and they're like you don't really have parts it's like more of a knee and then he's like yeah, yeah that's hilarious that was really funny what do we have for dessert <laughs> yeah and she's like all right that's it <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. 
I think it is. I think it was pretty accurate in the sense of like they didn't try and do anything really hokey. That's what I have an issue about like when they do like movies and they don't really respect the culture around that area and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think I think it's more of like a love letter to Louisiana. It's mm-hmm. not more of like making fun of it. Yeah, some of it's exaggerated, but it's in a more it's more of a loving way of like, yeah, this is what we do. We have alligators down here and we we you know go down the bayou in a like a little airboat thing to get to our football games. I don't know. Maybe. It feels like more garnish of the movie. Like, if the movie was... It feels like they added that to, like... I don't know. Like, for me, when I'm, like, making videos, if I have a theme, I'll add, like, aspects to it. Like, maybe a song or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, in the creative process. But you don't try and just, like, man, I'm just going to put, like, an alligator... Make make the scene about him riding an alligator. Like, you know what I mean? Or fighting an alligator. Just kind of in the background. It was more about, like, yeah, like, little background things. So I thought it was it was good. It didn't make me ever question, like, for, and I've seen this, you know, seen it so many times, and I've been there. It didn't make me be like, man, that's that's so off. I thought that it was more about the football culture mm-hmm. and, like, the team culture and friendship and stuff like that. Yeah, and even, I, I mean, this was for the longest yard, too. Like, the best part towards the end, like, the football game was actually pretty well shot. Like, that was pretty fun to watch. And, like, I honestly don't like watching football. But watching The Longest Yard and then this movie, like, I was actually really intrigued with the well, football. Well, it's because it's all highlights. I know. So Drama. it was all the good yeah. parts. So there's yeah. no, like, waiting in the middle or commercials or anything. I was, like, straight to the story. I mean, Yo, why he- can't they, they should just make football like that? They no, do. It's right. on YouTube. It's called The Highlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Her- well, Harrison, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I was going to ask Harrison, what did you think about like the uh, like very unique ways that they used him at the end? Like they used him as like a blocker on one play. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I was going like, to get into this later, but we could just do it now. Like, I, I mean, Bobby Boucher in universe <laughs> has to be like the most promising athletic prospect since like, uh, like other than like LeBron James or something, you know, like, yeah. it's like he did everything. Like, yeah. He did everything. He even throws the game winning touchdown. Pass. It's <laughs> yeah. like, this is like the only comparison Tom you Brady could make. Could never. You know, it would be like literally if Clark Kent was just like, oh, you know, I don't really want to do the whole superhero thing. I'm just going to use my powers to be really good at small town, like, you know, football. Yeah. And you know, it's like, he just, there's no one that can block him. He gets an interception or a turnover or kills someone on, like, every single play. And, yeah, I mean, he's just, No one questions it either. Even the coach on the other side. Like, I feel like the coach on the other side should have been like, I don't know if he can do that or not. He's also 30 years old, too, so he's probably like... That was the other thing, too. Like, none of the college prospects looked like they were anywhere near college. Oh, no. Like, his nemesis from the first school, the bald guy, like, that dude looked like he was 45. I and thought it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought it was Cold Stone... Cold, not Cold Stone. Cold Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Cold Stone Austin. He is always Cold Stone Steve Austin to me now after watching The Longest Time. Yeah, Cold Stone Steve Austin. Was that not him? I thought that no, was. that was on him all right well it looks like him he can't blame me but yeah he you know bobby boucher like if you're doing like a fantasy you know movie character like oh what movie character was the best athlete or whatever like he's easily the pick it's just like he plays every single position on the football field throughout the course of that movie at like an above nfl level did any of his teammates even help him no (laughs) never once other than the quarterback who caught the game-winning pass that's it though after calling him and his friend made a goal i think at one point his friend makes a field goal the one friend he had on oh yeah the one yeah 
that was the part that I was like, okay, that's that's a little bit hokey, right? But I, it made sense. I thought that was really like kind of brave of the director for them to like do that, like have him like punting like a Ku Klux Klan member's head yeah. through, yeah. through the upright. That was kind of that kind of took me out. It just like, took it came in out of nowhere, but it was well, yeah. Like I mean, if that helps, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. No, and like it's really like racism's really heavy down there. It's a lot. Yeah. Like for for here, I feel. I mean, racism's everywhere, but like I feel like you know, for us, we're a little. It's uh, California's more progressive state, so it's more subtle here and mm-hmm. classism than I would say than you know than it is like. Yeah. Hey, it's you- subtle, like us having you bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I wasn't gonna say anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you gotta go. <laughs> no, no, but like I. But just saying, like, I feel like you can have these type of conversations and stuff here. I feel like down there, just in my experience of being down there, it's still, like, very much segregated. Not because people aren't allowed to be in certain areas, but, like, it's just, like, culture, like, yeah. these type of people live on this side of town. These type of people live on the other side of town. And, you know, like, it's just very much like that. So, I mean, I thought that, it like, it made sense. It fit because of, like, the deep rich history of racism in the south but like mm-hmm. i thought it was kind of like a brave thing and probably funny too like i mean also I, I think- in like the 90s like that wasn't you know that wasn't a really big i mean was it a big thing no it just wasn't i don't think that like racism outside of like serious movies was acknowledged as much and it was always treated as like oh that was something that happened way in the past yeah that this isn't an today. actual thing that's not happening right yeah now. yeah Come no on. they're gone they're all dead right red, red line nah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> But do you guys think it's still this movie overall still held up in your mind or? I mean, Mia, I was going to ask you if there was anything that you didn't like about it. Um, you know, there was that one weird part of this movie where he go, I think the, his girlfriend goes and knocks on the door of the sheriff and the sheriff answers like shirtless. And then the other team player came out <laughs> shirtless too and that was like i don't know if they were trying to play that as a gag or something like oh he's gay but he's on a yeah no they were that was definitely the joke there yeah. oh okay i didn't yeah. really find that funny i didn't really yeah uh, that one hasn't aged quite as well yeah but honestly yeah, yeah that didn't age well <laughs> also they use they use the r word quite a bit in they this do. movie and yeah. It, you know i mean yeah i think that that was something that was more accepted then that i think we can all acknowledge now as you know, yeah. not cool but but I mean, they I don't didn't, think it ruins they the didn't movie try to make Adam Sandler's character like really, like really dumb. Like he was, he was somewhat. Like, he passed the high school, like exactly. a, a, the he high school studying, equivalency you know, test. It, it, it wasn't his. Yeah. Like, it wasn't his. It was just that he wasn't educated. Yeah. Because he was so sheltered. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like his mom home. I would say he's more him. naive. He was more naive than like. Yeah. And yeah. Very trusting too. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was clearly smart. I mean, he was picking yeah. this stuff up. Like I like throughout the movie, it's like everything somebody tells him he's picking it up immediately. It just, yeah. he was not educated in like in life, in school, in anything because he was like just basically living on a farm and you know. Yeah. But, so I don't think it's like. And his mom was telling him that anyone that tried to tell him anything was the devil. (laughs) (laughs) I think, too, like, honestly, when I think about it from that aspect, they did a really good job of, like, almost, like, unstigmatizing. Like, when people assume that because you're sheltered or something like that or that you talk a certain way or anything like that, that you're, like, 
special needs. You know, like, I feel like they were trying, like, the people in the movie from the first team that he was with to, like, the first team, the, the uh, Mud Dogs team before he got accepted, they, like, try and call him stupid and that R word, right? Mm-hmm. And he just, like, he just kind of, like, you know. Brushed it off. Yeah, brushed it off and kept going. And I'm not saying, trying to say, like, oh, this is, a, this is a movie for people, like, you know, this is a lesson. This is a really good representation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but I thought that was cool. I just feel like everything sometimes Adam Sandler movies, like I, there's parts that are so hilarious that you're just like laughing out loud. And there's other parts that don't hit. I feel like this movie had less of that. And, and uh, they did a pretty good job with like the, the a combination of slapstick humor and, and like, kind of like a heart to it. Yes. And great quotables. Come on. There's like, there's a lot of great quotables from this movie. Like, just yeah. from Rob Schneider alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I think this is his first movie with Adam Sandler. I don't know if that's true, but I mean, he does cameo in almost all of them. Yeah, I think this is the first time yeah. he ever cameoed in okay. uh, an Adam Sandler movie. I think she may be right. I'm trying to think back. Because, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think back. Like, yeah, I, you're right. That is probably the first time. And then um, I know Ka- uh, Kathy Bates, she only picked us. She only took this role because I think her niece or her daughter really liked Adam Sandler. And she was like, yeah, okay, I guess we'll do a movie with Adam Sandler. And, you know, she was not going to do it, but she was having so much fun on set that she, like, continued to do it. And so I think, I, I think that he tried to have her come back and play his mom again in Hubie Halloween. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. But I think there must have been, like, uh, yeah. uh, like conflict or something like that. Because I know they have great chemistry. Like, uh, the mo- like mother son, like, you know. Yeah, that, it was very sweet. Their and scenes I, were very funny together. They played off each other really well. And it was very cute because uh, Kathy Bates got uh, nominated for an Oscar and Adam Sandler, like, made a tweet, like, Mama, you, you the best, or something like that. It was just, <laughs> yeah. really, it was really yeah. cute. It, I didn't make sense to me at the time. I was like, why didn't they know each other? But now yeah. I'm seeing the movie, and, like... She's his mom. Yeah. I love Mama. that. I love the first scene that she comes in. It's the first time you ever see her, and she's talk. and, you know, you're... Not first scene. Maybe it's the second time, because when they're sitting down uh, for dinner, she's saying, like, you know, I want to play football. And he says it like in a really soft tone. He's like, don't you raise your voice to me, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was so, it's so like, just exactly like moms when you're like trying to be expressive. You're not like yelling at him or anything. Be like, mom. Yeah, but I'm they take it. They're just like, they're just like, no, what you are saying is not agreeing with me. So you are now raising your voice. And my, my mom did that to me all the time as a kid growing up. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was like little things like that. They're, they're really there's a lot of like two jokes inside the jokes and little yeah. kind of like back no it's a very well written movie just in terms of like some like some, some of the stuff is more subtle or you know like Which i don't I didn't remember it from the first time from yeah. like an adam sandler movie from all the adam sandler movies you watch this one surprised me the most that all I right well enjoyed. now i mean now that we're on a hot streak i think next movie i'm gonna have to get you to watch another one no that's okay i think i've hit my my threshold have you seen 50 first dates i have not she has not Oh, that's got to be the next one. That's going to turn her into a fan because she's going to see two. It'll be two movies in a row that you're like, Damn, yeah, that's a good really call. Good. I'll show her that one before Little Nikki. Actually, no. This has been this has already been two movies in a row because we watched um, <laughs> we watched um, Big Daddy and actually kind of like that one too. I thought The Longest Yard was before that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's I don't know. been so many. Things. You hated The Longest Yard. Yes. Hated Happy Gilmore. Yes, I didn't like Hubie Halloween. Yeah, no, well, I mean, that was a given. Like, <laughs> but I think you're slowly kind of turning me into an Adam Sandler fan. This is a bigger achievement than turning you into a diehard Lakers fan and basketball <laughs> fan. This is, 
because I was starting at such a bigger deficit in this. You were, yeah, I know. I'm so happy to be here. Like, I feel like I'm witnessing history. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a beautiful moment. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, did either of you have any other kind of takes or general takeaways from the movie? I was trying to think of something I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. Do you think uh, that a team of Adam Sandler characters could, like, win, like, at least, like, 50 games in the NBA? You know, just, like, in terms of natural, <laughs> uh, raw athletic ability? Yes. Because if you get, like, Paul Crew, you know, you get, like, you get Bobby Boucher. like uncut, a, uncut Gems guy. Okay, no, well, he's, he's the, the coach. coach. Yeah, he's the coach. <laughs> he's the coach that bets on the games. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to make sure that. The, you get his character from Eight Crazy way. Nights, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, you know, you round it out. Happy Gilmore seemed like a natural athlete. He just couldn't skate. Yeah. You know, I, I, think, yeah. I think we're cooking with gas here. I think so. Yeah. First team all Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. And then they can be represented by the agent character that he's going to play in his next movie. Yeah, he's playing a, he's playing a, he's in the new movie as a basketball agent. Is he really? Yeah. I cannot wait to watch that. That's gonna be great. Who else is in it? Who's uh, I forget which. It's a player from. It's it's a Spanish player. I'm forgetting who he is. But uh, like, Marcus Sol? No, it's not Marcus Sol. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Adam Kyle Sandler. Gasol. Adam Sandler discovers him. Discovers him. It's it's gonna be another instance of like you know maybe aging up the cast of where they should be because this guy's like thirty ish, thirty uh-huh. something, but Adam Sandler discovers him and tries movie? to bring him back to the NBA. It's gonna be I definitely think it's a comedy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll Originally see. it was going to be set in China, but Netflix said that he couldn't do it because uh China doesn't allow Netflix. Oh God, so. no, it's one of his Netflix movies. Never mind. Yeah, it's, it's a Netflix gonna, movie. Never it's mind. gonna be great. Nope, it's not. Nope. Yeah. No. I, I haven't I had a great experience with Adam Sandler Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. I I'll find like there'll be scenes in the in the Netflix You'll be Halloween. Where, no. No, not it even. Was, yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Halloween if you like Adam Sandler is like ultra Adam Sandler, just like with no one to tell him no, just injected straight okay, into your have heart. You, have you seen his other Netflix movies? You know he has a deal with them, right? Yeah. No, I th- we we watched the Ridiculous Six. Yeah, mm. I was gonna that say, one does not. That doesn't hold up. That one, no, that one, that one does not hold up. Like that one's. <laughs> it's been like five years. That one doesn't hold up. Like that, yeah, that one I didn't think, hold up when it released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam Sandler can't defend that one. That was bad. Older Adam Sandler movies are not good. I think there is definitely a cutoff of where he used to People be. People really forget good. Prime Adam Sandler was different. Yeah, but I think in serious roles, I think he's really good. But when he goes back to his comedy, I don't think his comedy has aged that well that it's funny to people now. And I don't think he's really changed that. We need to get him a TikTok. That's what you're telling me. There you go. Get him on TikTok and then he'll be writing comedy movies again yeah. in like five years. He'll get the humor. He'll yeah. just like put in TikTok. He'll be so like, uh-huh. do we say it's if like this movie, uh, do we say if this movie like what we thought of it held up? I think it held up. Yeah, I think it mostly holds up. Yeah, there's not that many things that were like. Yeah, there's a couple. Of, you know, we mentioned them. There's a couple things. But like, it's, you know, every yeah. movie's going to be like that. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like, I, I was trying to look at it. I'm like, hmm, would this movie be funny now? Like, it would be probably a really good Netflix movie. I don't know if these type of movies are like box office movies anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like he's not like he used to be like the Will Smith of comedy for a while, where it was like, if you he was, under- he was a huge deal. Yeah, 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 he was a big draw to the box office. Now it's like, all right. A lot of those guys. No, honestly, he's a pioneer. He went to he went to Netflix before that was like considered a legitimate thing, and he got the bag. They paid him like a billion dollars. Yeah, to make what? Absolutely, to do whatever he wants. I mean, good for him. I don't. Yeah, I mean, listen, I loved all the movies, but you know, I was trendsetter. 
Listen, if I was a person who could make millions of dollars doing slapstick, listen, I'd be slapping sticks left and I, right. I would, <laughs> I would take that Luol Dang contract from Netflix, oh, like oh, knowing yeah. that I couldn't live up to it. That's not my fault. Like, I'd be like, yeah, hate me, hate me. Yeah, let me. I'm, yeah. Ruin, I'm ruining my legacy. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell. Um, <laughs> I have a quick story. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've already told you, but I haven't told you this. Um, so I used to work at a movie theater. Um, in Aliso Viejo in uh, Orange County. And mm -hmm. there was a story that was told to me that um, Adam Sandler's wife went to go see Grown Ups, either Grown Ups 1 or Grown Ups 2. And she asked the box office person and the box office person didn't know who she was. So he, he, she asked her, oh, what do you think of this movie? And he's like, honestly, it's absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't know that was Adam Sandler's wife. So that got back to our manager and the manager just fired that guy. <laughs> Ooh. Because I think she told someone, I either she told someone or she told Adam Sandler, because I know he used to like go to that movie theater. And uh, so now they always tell people like, if people ask you about the movie, don't say anything. Don't tell them your opinion. Just say, I don't know. I haven't seen it because you never know who you're talking to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Why like, do you always end the show with these like not fun facts and fun wow. stories? It's like, a really you're like, hey, story. <laughs> that he got a guy fired? I don't know if he got him fired or his wife got him fired. I'm going to choose to blame his wife uh, so that I can to continue to like Adam. And also, honestly, that guy deserves to be fired because it wasn't a bad movie. Like, it wasn't the best movie ever. But I, I think thought... it was Grown Ups 2, though. I don't know if that was. Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. He spoke some truth there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to save her. <laughs> it wasn't as good. It wasn't the best movie. I think that was, it was like, to me, I like those ones because it was like, it made me feel like, oh, wow, I'm watching like them grow up because they're doing like comedy where it's like not, not like raunchy, dirty stuff, stuff that they're trying to appeal to families. And mm -hmm. I thought they did a decent job of that. Um, there was some funny. Yeah, Grown, funny Ups, Grown Ups is a good enough movie. I haven't seen Grown Ups too, but yeah. I've not seen any of them, but please don't make me watch them. <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> anyways uh, did anyone in this movie die right afterwards or something do you want to brief us on that like <laughs> no. did anybody die a tragic death right after yeah. this was filmed or like uh, turn out to be a serial murderer no. you want to you break that down for us i think no. the coach has passed away it's like every single time yeah. we're about to end an episode she just she just takes off on this so she's like oh one last thing by the way like this child actress that was in these movies was murdered and it's like well that wasn't a fun fact at all yeah and I'm just the sad. school of rock one i was like i enjoyed the school of rock one. it was like at the end oh yeah this person od'd have a good night <laughs> <laughs> You should have heard the Land Before Time one that we had to cut. Thank yeah, God. That yeah, was not we, publishable. But anyway. <laughs> look it up if you want to. But anyways. It's so um, sad. Thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate you coming out and uh, bringing this actually very good movie. You are the first guest to bring us a movie that I'm actually not mad at. So <laughs> That is like awesome. I'm I like that. If you guys, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm literally <laughs> grinning like cheek to cheek. So. <laughs> I'm glad I could do that. And I'm glad we found a movie of Adam Sandler that, that you like because you're able to kind of see some of the parts, at least, that we like about Adam Sandler. At least, you know, there's, you have that common ground now. And I'm, like, honored to be here because yeah, I love just, this podcast. You just strengthened our marriage, you know? Like, it's just... <laughs> Just saved us on couples therapy. Yeah, we you know? no longer have to sleep in separate beds now. Yeah, we have come to I love you again. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, call me Petty Hitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where can people find you if they want some more content from you? All right, so shameless plug. Yeah, go for it. This is your time. <laughs> uh, at, on Twitter, I'm the pettiest LA. 
Um, same on all social media, TikTok, um, Instagram. And then I also have a YouTube page where I started doing like um, sneaker reviews and I talk a little bit about the history of the brands and the companies. And I'm kind of going to be including that this season as like my, in my Petty in the Post show where I talk about sneakers that the players are wearing. So um, you can find me there and I'll be, I'm really excited about this season because I mean, we have like the literally the maybe the pettiest player ever in recent history join oh, the Oh yeah, team. no, he's going to make your <laughs> job easier. Like you're going to, you're going to activate playoff mode starting he's from preseason gonna, game one. He's going to give us so much content this season. It's going to be great. We're like he will be our god at this point <laughs> yeah no because like think about how much con russell westbrook content made it out when like no one was watching his team and then like you know now he's in maybe the most viewed fan base of all of that like yeah we're gonna okay anyways we lost all of our non-basketball all right yeah right so <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being on our show and everyone check out his videos they're super hilarious i love them so much Here's yeah the one. coach carter series was amazing during yes. the playoffs as, uh, as, as your version of the on fishing send off yes, yes perfect yes, always I, look forward to that and yeah. um, shout out to my uh to my editor i gotta make sure david portillo he like literally i none of this that i've started this journey i started of content creation would be possible without him so i just want to give him a quick shout out because he's like helped make some of my like passion and dreams come true so i just want to show him some love real quick all right mia's extremely uh you know competitive about video editing so she's <laughs> gonna bleep that whole part no. but uh that was really nice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, you can find our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on Twitter. And you know, always leave us a five star review. Um, and if you need a movie you want us to watch, we'll take it into consideration. And uh, our next movie is going to be my favorite movie, and I'm trying to get you to like this actor that oh, I like, Adam Sandler. No, <laughs> we're going to watch Nacho Libre with Jack Black. Ooh, oh, okay, all right. I guess we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's a sports movie. If you really think about that's it, that's not a. <laughs> definitely sports movie <laughs> all right anyways everyone stay safe and have a good night